Hey guys, my name is Evan. Um, I am a really big fan of your podcast. I have listened to every episode. Legitimately, I've listened to every episode. Um, all of your commentary spot on. Um, I've started stealing Megan's phrase of Jesus wept all the time now. It's great. Um, it, it, I, I, I work at an ungodly hour. So like listening to your podcast wakes me up in the morning, which is great. Um, I'm really excited to see what season three holds. Uh, you guys are great. Um, I love all the podcasts. I would love to just, you know, hear more trivia happen, more the fun facts kind of thing. Those are super interesting. Um, you guys have a great rapport. Can Rocket make a cameo? Because Rocket's adorable. Um, yeah. Thanks, guys. Kick-ass season three. So I Married a Cinephile uses clips, quotes, and songs in fair use as commentary for movie review, with no intention for monetary profit or gain. So please don't sue us. We're just having fun. Ugh, I love this movie. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen this movie? <laughs> And we're rolling! Welcome back, guys. I'm Ben Farmer, and I'm a cinephile. I'm Megan Carver. I'm a newbie, and we watch so many movies, new and old. And we let you know if you should watch them, too. Welcome to season three. Season three! Of So I Married a Cinephile. God, remember when we first started this? Holy crap. In the same apartment. Yeah. But again, we were so pissed about Last Jedi, we just had to start a podcast. And we had already ranted for an hour and a half before we did the first podcast. Mm -hmm. It was was crazy. It was. But here we are. Here we are. We've recorded officially 32 episodes. 32 episodes plus several bonus episodes. Correct. So this is episode... We've had one, two, three, four guests? Three guests? Yes. Four guests? Yeah, most recently my twin brother, yep. who was on the season finale for Avengers Endgame. And then Katie. Yes. Uh, Jordan Jacobs. Jordan Jacobs. And Lindsay. And Lindsay. So four. Right. Yeah. Here we are. Here but we are. Uh, Rocket is our special guest. Rocket is our special. I was trying to figure out, there's no way we can make him bark. Speak he... up, bud. Say hi. Rocket. Say hello. <laughs> Because someone specifically asked for him to yeah, be on like, our... Yeah, we want more Rocket. We want Rocket I'm like, well, there's really no way we can do that. I mean, he can snore. Yeah, uh, very well. Or so, if someone knocks at the door, he'll bark. And maybe he'll start snoring for the he podcast. He probably so. will. Anyways, how was, uh, how was your week? It was good. I, get, I don't know if I've announced on the podcast yet. No, I don't yet. think you have. Uh, I am playing Mark Antony in a production of Antony and Cleopatra. Remember... I want you to forget me, please. Forget? Oh. I can never be more far away from you than this. Which is being produced by Hudson Warehouse, performing in Riverside Park here in New York. As it turns out, (gasps) there is a lot required of Mark Antony. In, in Antony Cleopatra, <laughs> that's a shocker. I know. It's you're you're not like just the title character. You're also the one of the main characters. But I'm also no spring chicken. This anymore. is true. The first Man. Shakespearean role I ever played was Romeo, and I was 18. Right. So, 17 years later, mm-hmm. I uh, yeah, I have a it's lot a of a little bit different. Yeah, a little bit. So I'm like, oh. 
I really should stretch more. I need more ibuprofen. <laughs> and to hydrate. I'm actually pretty good about all that stuff. You are, I'm but at the same time, though, like, you're also physically preparing for the role. Because you get up at around, like, 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. You go work out. Yeah. You go to work. Uh-huh. Then you come home. Yes. You sleep for a little bit. Uh-huh. Then you go to rehearsal. Right. And then you come home. And you do it all again. All again. Wash, rinse, repeat. Like, mm-hmm. it's insanity. I I legit don't know how you're doing it. It is a Saturday through Thursday schedule. We get Friday evenings off. Oh, well, that makes it so all So that's the doable. night I get to do laundry. But it's all going very well. I'm very excited to uh, get it up and running. Tomorrow we run the full show for the first time. So very excited. Yay. Yeah. But it's, it's all good. Very good. blessed. How are you? I'm good. Pretty uneventful. Well, that's not true. I always say it's pretty uneventful, but there's actually always a shit ton going on. Right, right. Um, So my production company, Adventurous Films, is getting started. We're doing training for crowdsourcing because we've never produced anything using crowdsourcing before. Yeah. Very targeted, specific crowdsourcing. So we're actually working with someone who's teaching us how to do it. Which is really time consuming Mm. and kind of exhausting. Mm. Um, So doing that, I also submitted my feature film to several different screenwriting festivals to Mm -hmm. see if we can win some money there. Mm -hmm. And I'm also rewriting and going over a web series I wrote and seeing about submitting that to festivals to make more money that way too for our production company. So While working full-time. While working full-time and having a very stressful job that pretty much is just nonstop. It's absolute insanity but it's a good job and i work with really good people so that's good hey <laughs> we're both exhausted we're both exhausted we're all both the time. working full time but that's great and doing other crazy things there's that line in almost famous that zoe deschanel says to her younger brother like when she finds him oh. in the airport and she's like you look terrible right but it's good you're living your life <laughs> you're free of mom <laughs> <laughs> rock stars have kidnapped my son rock stars have kidnapped my son <laughs> and this coming monday is memorial day so for the next few episodes we wanted to do sort of a summer blockbuster kickoff yeah and we really wanted to start it with a a goodie and as it turns out it's a movie that megan hadn't seen all the way through i'd seen like parts you'd of seen it. little snippets of it yeah but it is in my opinion it's it's like one of my desert island top 10 movies Mm. and it is also on the american film institute's top 10 science fiction movies of all time well don't be a tease ben what is it speaking of oh exhausting mm, no Uh, all right hang on all right there's got to be something here speaking of speak (laughs) speaking i feel like i could thread it there so as it is memorial day on monday which is the kickoff to summer and we wanted to get started with a bang. Huh? Speaking of things going bang for two and a half hours. All right. Okay, I'll yeah. buy that. Yeah, I'll buy that. All right. We watched Terminator, Terminator 2. 2. Terminator 2. Judgment Day. Oh, is it Judgment Day? It's is Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Oh. Yeah. It's fine. Terminator it's 2 works. Fine. Whatever. Why? That's a long title. Terminator 2 Judgment Terminator Day. Terminator 2 Judgment Day. It's like, just just call it Terminator 2. Or call it you Judgment Day. T2 Judgment Day. Sort or, of like how I said, call both Avengers movies Infinity War. Yeah. They yeah. just... Didn't need Endgame. No, it doesn't need that. Right. It's That's a grind. without it. Bullshit. Terminator 2 Judgment Day, uh, directed by James Cameron. Breakdown of the plot per IMDb. A cyborg, identical to the one who failed to kill Sarah Connor must now protect her teenage son, John Connor, from a more advanced 
and powerful cyborg. So just a side note, mm-hmm. I have not seen the first Terminator movie. Right. I feel like so we should make that abundantly clear. I but now after watching this, now I really want to watch the first movie. I want Terminator you to watch movie. it too. I it's it's almost quaint in comparison to this one okay. because it was made seven or eight years prior. Wow. Same director. Uh, Linda Hamilton is also in it. Arnold Schwarzenegger is also in it. That's a lot of time between it. Yeah, though. that it was made in eighty three or eighty four. Um, and thankfully, this was made in 1991, and special effects had advanced to a point where you could really kind of up the ante yeah. in this movie. The special effects for the time are insane. Insanity. And they actually hold up for the most they part. I would say like 95% do. There's like, of yeah, them There's do. a couple things where I'm like, okay, yeah, that was, all right. Yeah, but that for the most part, it no, it 100% holds up. I was While we were watching this movie, it was nothing but little outbursts from me. I'm like, look at that! Look at that little thing. Oh, my God. It was, I finally got to the point where I was like, are you going to do that for the whole movie? I'm like, yeah. See how when he throws it, it hits the glass and then it explodes. There are so many little nitty gritty details that just make you appreciate how much practical effects. It's. Went into this film. It's insane. It is a marriage of, of. What an early '90s CGI? You couldn't really call it CGI, in my opinion. Mm. But they're computer-generated like like images. I could see some of the, like the Mortal Kombat-ish style, sure, but it wasn't so heavy-handed that it was distracting. Right. Industrial Light and Magic helped create some of the computer-generated effects in this film. But Stan Winston, who we'll talk about a little bit later, oh, good old Stan, worked with a team that originally started off with six people. But for okay. this movie, they increased it to 36. Oh. Who worked a total, I think, of 18 months. Holy God. On the practical, handmade effects okay. in this movie. Don't bullshit me. I cannot stress enough my passion for actual hands-on well, I, makeup and I effects. Well, I think we're just so, like, and I don't want to say the word spoiled, because the thing is, is that CG nowadays, it is it is very complicated. It takes if a lot of work. If you stay it's, through the credits of a Marvel film. Uh-huh. You will see uh-huh. thousands yeah. of names. It takes so much. But for some reason, and I I just don't it's a different kind of appreciation. Yes. It's a different kind of thing. You yeah. have to appreciate practical stuff because it's actually literally physically somebody had to come up with ideas on how to make this thing. Not only can make it, but when they take it through sequences, when they actually right. put it into practice, if it goes wrong, right. who knows how long it's going to take to redo that yeah. and reset that. It's so. like with Jaws, the fact that the actual Jaws thing didn't work, it's like, well, I guess we're not using a shark in <laughs> Jaws. Like, what <laughs> the, the fuck? So because I haven't seen Terminator 1, correct? really quickly, yes. give me a recap. I'm going to actually, you know what? I'm going to time you. Okay. And go. So Sarah Connor is working this dead-end job. She's a young gal who lives in Los Angeles, loves the nightlife. As it turns out, she, unbeknownst to her, she is the mother of John Connor, the leader of the future resistance to fight the machines, which destroy half of humanity. Long story short, Cyberdyne, who are the bad guys, send a robot back in time to kill Sarah Connor so she can't give birth to John, and the Resistance will never happen. But the Resistance sends their own soldier back to stop the Terminator. Okay, I have 28 seconds. So now it's Sarah Connor and this guy Kyle Reese against Arnold Schwarzenegger, the cyborg who wants to kill them both. That's all I'm going to say. That's all you're going to say? I don't want to spoil it. Okay, uh, Sarah ends up destroying the machine, and she goes out on the lamb. She gets knocked up by Reese, and now she's pregnant with John, and she ends the movie driving off into the sunset. 
three seconds to spare. Bam. That's pretty good. Yeah. So that's good. Science fiction action film is what we are dealing with here. Okay. Directed by James Cameron. Right, you said that. Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Terminator. Sarah Connor is played by Linda Hamilton. Edward Furlong, I forget how old he was in this movie. I want to say he was around 11 and 12 because his voice is clearly cracking. Oh my God, I noted that. Uh, Plays uh, the young John Connor. Robert Patrick in the career opening role as the T-1000. He's amazing. Amazing. He's amazing. These guys who had to play... How do they not flinch at all the shit happening around them? And we were talking about that during the movie because there's so much gunfire and so much action. There was one point where, like, that guy, the the T-5000... T-1000. Okay. Yes. I'm going to keep changing it. The T-8. The Windows 95. When when Windows 95 (laughs) walks through... The shower of sparks coming down from above him, uh-huh. and he doesn't flinch yep. at all. Yep. I'm like, how is that a thing? And I'm not totally sure how movie guns differ from like real life guns. You're clearly shooting blanks, but it's really loud and yeah. it's jarring when you shoot a firearm. And so for these guys to not, you know, have that affect them because they're playing cyborgs, the physicality, the work that they did to create these characters. Is amazing. Yeah. Um, we we have a very different Sarah Connor in this film than in the first one. That's and, what I'm and, curious about. And you'll about. see that in Terminator 1. Linda Hamilton in this film is such a fucking badass. And I feel like it's also a commentary on Sigourney Weaver's character in Aliens. Yes. Both she... of them have insane bangs. Yeah. <laughs> Her bangs, I wanted to brush her bangs out of her face the entire movie. It made me furious. I was like, who is responsible for this? So, plot of the movie. Plot of the movie. So, we start out... Essentially the same as the first movie. pretty much, except we have a kid now. And So, basically, Sarah has been put into an insane asylum because people are like, what? She's thinking these crazy robots are coming back to try to kill her. And she also tried to blow up a computer factory. She also tried to blow up Cyberdyne. Who hasn't? Exactly. So she's at an insane institution, uh, a high, high like max maximum security maximum wing. Security wing. Like, they think she's nuts. She we're introduced to her by her flipping over her bed and doing pull ups on the bar. Right. And then, meanwhile, her son John Connor, mm. who is the leader of the resistance, effectively, mm. uh, as a kiddo, is being taken care of by these shitty ass foster parents. Yes. Which side note? Have we ever seen an instance other than Annie where foster parents do a good job? <laughs> So basically what happens is is that both the bad guys and the good guys in the future send back a cyborg, Correct. send back a Terminator Correct. to either protect John Connor or kill John Connor. And we don't know which one is which. Until like 25 minutes into the movie. And it wasn't until, let me preface that by saying I haven't watched this movie in like five years. Okay. It wasn't until this last viewing that I'm like, oh, they they didn't want you to know who it was. No. I feel like it would have been kind of hard to hide that if, like, you know, because you'd seen, like, trailers for the movie. You knew that Schwarzenegger ended up being the good guy. Well, I knew that, but I also didn't know it's not the same person. Right. So that's the thing, is that I thought that it was the same person throughout, just not the same model. Got it. It wasn't, like, two different laptops. One was an evil laptop and the other was a good laptop, but they just looked the same. So Cyberdyne manufactures the Terminators, and they're all identical. Right, which I didn't know that. It's like the Schwarzenegger stamp on a conveyor belt. So because of that, though, when it came out, you would have thought, oh, fuck, here's this bad one again. But then the twist is that you find out, oh, just kidding, this guy actually is one of the good ones. So you have these robots showing up essentially on the same night in different locations. Why are they naked? Because they can't take any clothes through the time portal with them. Where, when is that discussed? I'm sure, like, in most 
science fiction movies, I feel like this kind of time travel is like, oh, it's it's literally just you. So Marty McFly should have been completely naked okay. when he went through. I just, I didn't understand why they were naked. I thought it was a very strong choice. It because was a sci-fi not? choice. Because I get not? it. But I was like, okay, let's. They're not bad to look at. No, I, that's not what I'm saying at all. <laughs> you were looking. I was looking. You And you saw it. I saw it. You did see it. I did see it. between the legs. I saw his little Terminator. <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Grower, not a shower. Um, so, so, yeah, but I didn't get that. So, they show up at the same time. Hmm. They basically acquire people's clothes in many different ways. Hmm. Um, and then they are off to find... John Connor. To find John, yeah. And, and, where and again, are they at? LA? Yeah, they're in Los Angeles. Okay. And you don't know who is going to protect John or out to kill him. You just know that... And, and here's the thing. They, they build the plot from the beginning with Linda Hamilton's narration saying Cyberdyne sent back a Terminator in 1984 to kill Sarah before she had John. Right. But also to kill another Terminator to kill John when he was a child. Right. So they sent two back in two different times. Right. But you don't know which one is out to kill them. But the resistance in kind sends back a protector. Right. To protect John as a child. Yes. It's all a matter of who gets to him first. Yes. And and then on top of that, John is a total dick of a kid. He's a dick of a kid, but... I can't really blame him, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's justified because he doesn't have a strong mother or father in his life. Because his mother's in an insane asylum, right. and the only dads he knew were sort of in and out. But his mom taught him all of this stuff to survive. Like, he right. knows how to hack into an ATM to get cash. Right. And so, basically, Schwarzenegger gets to him first. Well, they all they all they kind all, of collide in the back hallway the of, of the Galleria Mall in Los Angeles. They all go to the mall. Schwarzenegger pulls out a shotgun. From T-1000. a thing of roses, yes. too. Which well, he's walking through them all. I wanted that interaction. <laughs> I wanted him buying the roses. I missed that. <laughs> this is for you. Yes. I need something for my wife. It is her birthday, and I, want, I forgot. I want to build trust. Here is that rose. My CPU is a neural net processor, a learning computer. So he pulls this shotgun out of a box of roses right. while the T-1000 is drawing his Beretta, and it's not until Schwarzenegger says, Get down! Do you know who is protecting who? Right. Once he starts blowing holes into Robert Patrick, you're like, oh, oh it's Schwarzenegger who's the, the good, good guy. Slash bad and one. then you find out that Robert Patrick is playing this enhanced Terminator who right. is liquid metal. Like right. he's some some sort of poly alloy that can sure. essentially just build itself back together. Sure. And Schwarzenegger is the older of the models, so he's kind of outgunned in this scenario. Like, he has to basically kind of run and gun from this guy. Sure. Until he can find a clever way to take him out. But that's not until... So, basically what happens at this point is that Sarah has tried to lie her way into saying, oh, no, I don't actually believe that there's a resistance so that she can get out of the maximum wing, go to the less intense one so that she can see her son. They say, "Mm, no, you're still kind of a crazy bitch and I don't trust you. Yeah. And so she actually manages... What was it? A paperclip? Yeah. She takes a paperclip, manages to hack her way out of an entire strap down fucking bed. <laughs> right, I wonder right. how many people actually tried picking locks with paper clips. But it's this. justified too because you you see like her physical appearance. She's a badass. She is nothing but a soldier. She no. is prepared like literally it, for everything. She reminded every me of like a female Mission Impossible. You know, later later on you see that she's built an arsenal in Mexico. Yeah. And who has so, it? So yeah, she who hasn't? Who amongst us doesn't? <laughs> 
So she's <laughs> just ready. She's yeah. just ready for anything to go down. So she manages to get out of her room, get to a certain point of escape inside of the mental institution. And that's when she runs into her son and, and Schwarzenegger because they're trying to come and get her. Right, but she doesn't know that Schwarzenegger is a good guy. Right, so when she the sees the Terminator, she, sees it, she loses her shit right. and she runs. Right. And so the T-1000 is also in the hospital trying to get to her. Mm-hmm. They collide again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Schwarzenegger and the Connors end up escaping with T-1000 in chase yet again. Mm-hmm. So, which was some of the craziness too during that fight. I'm sorry, I just have. There was one point where the guy was in a truck and they were driving, and the T, the Windows 95, yeah, Windows jumps 95 on the truck. Man. I thought the truck driver was literally like, "No, I don't feel like driving anymore," and just got out of his truck. And the Windows 95 was like, "Great, this is my truck now." <laughs> that worked out perfectly. At two different points in this movie, T1000 starts driving a semi truck after these guys. Yeah, but it's. It's justified again. Like I it's, feel like I keep. Saying I think that we word. can just keep saying, but it's justified. <laughs> but because this is a really good this fucking guy, movie. this institution guy just licks Sarah right up across the face. But it's justified. And you're like, oh, it's fine. No, that's fine. Okay. And that's justified. The genius of casting Schwarzenegger and giving him those kinds of really technical lines. Yeah. Is that it works because right. he's Schwarzenegger is almost kind of robotic in his acting. Yes. So when he says. Cyberdyne Systems Model 101 and right. Living Tissue of a Metal Endoskeleton. You're like, oh yeah, yeah cool. I totally buy it. Buy it. Yeah. Done and done. So basically they all go, oh, okay, we know who each other are. Schwarzenegger's mm. the good guy. Windows 95 is the bad guy. But Linda Hamilton still doesn't trust Schwarzenegger. Like, she doesn't trust the cyborg at all because... Well, any... Yeah. You know, she's like, okay, last time one of you tried to fucking murder me. Right. And you're the reason I'm in, an immense, in a mental institution. Right. So over the course of time, the the Terminator, Schwarzenegger, ends up proving that he is there to protect them. Right. And she has this beautiful sort of internal monologue about how, of all the would-be fathers who came and went over the years, this machine Mm -hmm. is actually the only thing that will stick around. Mm -hmm. It would die for him, Mm -hmm. if necessary. That is its only purpose. Because that's what it's programmed to do. Exactly. Yeah. And she's like, wow, that's very humbling. And And then she has this crazy dream sequence that we talked about for just a quick second, which that was probably one of the most intense practical effects I think I've ever seen in a movie. She she sees Judgment Day in her dream. Right. When Cyberdyne becomes self-aware. Right. And a nuclear holocaust essentially takes place. Yeah. It's it's madness. It's yes. absolute insanity. Yeah. And like it's they had a, a skeleton that was covered in some kind of foam or flesh, and then it was tied to a chain link fence, and they blew off one layer, and then they blew off another layer. With fire. With fire. And air. And air. And then it was just this skeleton holding <laughs> and they must onto have a shot chain link at fence. Like twenty two frames per this second. This is all done practical. Yes. There's no computer. This is not. Oh, yeah. it was so cool. And all the makeup and a lot of the effects, you can see that throughout the movie. Right. And it just makes you appreciate it so much more. Delicate little touches. So she has this dream and then she's like, wait, fuck. We can't just like hang out and wait for things to go our way. We need to take action now. I'm going to go find the guy responsible for making Cyberdyne like basically become a reality yeah. and kill him. Yes. So she takes off and John is like, mom, where are you going? And then he realizes, oh, fuck, she's going to kill. And that's that was one thing that I really appreciated about John, the kid character, yeah. is that he's like, we don't kill people. Right. Do not kill people. Right. Like, he establishes that from the start. That's important to him. Mm. Schwarzenegger is like, okay, well, I will just shoot them in the leg. <laughs> Why the hell did you do that? Because you told me to. And, and <laughs> yeah. Right. And so they chase after mom to be like, well, you can't kill somebody. Mom gets there first. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. See, he's snoring. He's you making his appearance. Um, essentially, this guy, 
found the arm to the original Terminator plus the CPU chip of the original robot. They've been researching it, studying it, and sort of building off of that. That's sort of the birth of Cyberdyne. And he had not been told what he and was he doing. And he didn't know. Like, he just was it was just advanced orders. technology that he was studying and researching yep. and bringing to fruition, you know, not unlike a lot of what we do today. Right. So she shows up and starts blasting this guy. And she finally gets to the point where she's about to blow him away, but she's confronted by both his son and his wife. Right. And she has this, it's such a beautiful scene. It where really The dawning is. on her face where she realizes what she's doing or what she's done. Right. And thankfully Schwarzenegger and John get there just in time. Yeah. And they end up telling this guy, hey, by the way, you end up doing this, which actually causes a nuclear holocaust. Right. And lets the machines destroy humanity so they decide all together okay we're gonna stop this we're gonna stop this from happening we're gonna destroy all the information that we have in regards to cyberdyne here mm. at the home office oh but fuck we have to go to the actual office and destroy everything which brings there. up the beginning of another huge set piece of the movie where they all go to i want to say this guy's work what the fuck is, what is it is it I the mean, cyberdyne institute office. yeah it's a yeah, big I, th- ass I think it's called office. the cyberdyne institute it actually institute. reminded me of fiserv where you used to yeah, work yeah 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 like so this big technological this, company yeah where they essentially you know force their way in like gag the security guards mm-hmm. and they start destroying all of, or taking all of the technology right all of the cops show up all the, basically all the LAPD right so Schwarzenegger has to deal with all of them Which, plus T-1000 shows up at the last minute exactly. and starts to give chase yes very briefly I just have to touch on like the three or four different giant set pieces in this movie there's a chase down the LA freeway to really start off the movie right is, is it the water culvert through, uh, through Los an Angeles? An aqueduct. The old L.A. aqueduct that's that hasn't been used, I think, since the 60s. But there's this giant car chase through that. There's also another one where on the road, another car chase. Yeah, and the escape from the mental institution. Right. So there's all these, like, three or four giant effects-ridden set pieces that, again, there are so many moments of practical effects that you're just like, oh, I so appreciate that. Right. There, there's a point where they're escaping from the mental institution where T-1000 comes through the jail bars. Oh, that's right. And his gun but his gets gun caught. gun gets caught. Because oh. guns have both moving parts and chemicals so inside of them. T-1000 can't reproduce that. And right. so his gun gets caught in the bar. And it's just this little shot of like him like pulling the gun he, through the bars. He and I'm gets like, it. He's ah, fine. But... I love that so much. Yes. So we're, we start yet another set piece at the Cyberdyne Institute. T-1000 shows up and gives chase, which leads into the last set piece where, long story short, they end up in this metal smelting factory. Yeah, something like that. So basically, Schwarzenegger tells John and Sarah, like, go, run. I'll hold them off for as long this. as I can. yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he is not able to basically exactly it. now like now now you really see w- which Terminator is superior right at least for the moment anyway yeah and the way they they do this fight there Schwarzenegger punches him in the head his fist goes through the guy's head and then the body morphs into into an arm his head appears over to the it's right like of he frame. just moves away from it his whole body goes elsewhere and where his head was becomes two hands exactly and then Schwarzenegger shoves him up against a wall face first that has and to then be... he slams against the wall but then he he flips sides. Yeah. Like his head, it's like so the front of his head to, comes out the so back. It's so hard to explain it. Yes. But that was, I have to say, <laughs> that fight is probably one of the fastest fight choreographies I think I've ever seen yeah, for yeah. hand-to-hand combat. And you believe it, it so too. quick. And two, what was really hard, I also, just in regards to uh, the fact that they're robots and they mm. didn't flinch at anything, 
that was another thing. It's like you are trained as an actor. When someone punches you, you react. You react. You like you know squish your face up. You go ah, and you go huh. Oh shit! You pretend it's you know you're in pain. Right. For this, it was just like oh. I took a hit. Like there was, there was no reaction to it. It was just. And they clearly had to breathe through their nose through the yeah, entire thing, even they though didn't it was open probably really physically demanding. Robert Patrick is kind of a lithe, skinny guy. Schwarzenegger is fucking Schwarzenegger, right? So maybe he was doing most of the work. I don't know. But it looked completely even. It was just, it was bizarre seeing that fight go so fucking fast and no emotion around it. But yeah. it's like, well, they're robots. What do you expect? Like. And, and you get this great sequence of events where T-1000 catches up with Sarah Connor. Right. Tells her to, like, call for John or I'm going to kill you. Right. And then Schwarzenegger shows up to fight him again. And then he disables Schwarzenegger. But. The, goes after John. Yeah. T-1000, in order to lure John out, transforms himself into Sarah Connor because he's actually touched her now. Like, right. He's, he's able to. That's the thing, to, too, is that he's able to morph into all these different people throughout the entire thing, and that's why he's able to get everywhere, is because right. he can turn into anybody else. We have this really great sequence where Sarah shows up and sees herself, and she's like, John, get out of the way! And she just starts blowing T-1000 away with these shotgun shells. Right. And, of course, on the very last one, her gun runs on empty. Schwarzenegger shows up at the end to save the day. Because he has a second battery. It's literally, he has a backup battery. A, a, an auxiliary battery. And you're like, yeah, okay, All right. I'll buy it. I buy that. And yeah. that's it. I have like, one of those for my phones. There's this great explosive, pun intended, ending. And I, I have to, no, I have to talk about It's the last the 10 minutes I have to of talk this movie about it. where it almost falls apart. I don't care for how much, all of a sudden... Schwarzenegger is like, I've developed emotions. I am now... And then at the end, too, when he's, like, dying effectively, Mm because Terminator dies, Mm -hmm. spoiler alert. Yes. When he's going down into the lava pit or whatever, his hand turns into a thumbs up. I'm like, where did he learn to do thumbs up? What do you mean? Where did he learn that? He was taught high five by John. I just didn't know... I didn't... Do you need to see every element of how he teaches the Terminator? For that one, since it was the very last thing that we saw of him, it was his goodbye. It was his final note. Thumbs up. I wanted there to be be something... It needed to be a callback to something. That needed... Maybe that was on the cutting room floor. Mm. You you are not happy with me. I don't... Okay. I don't care for what you're saying. Okay, well, I just... I wanted there to be something before... Where literally John taught him what a thumbs up was. He he's they spent like five minutes playing high five. I wanted I wanted to see it specifically so that it was a callback because otherwise it kind of felt random. It would have. This is this movie was made in 1991. I understand that. <laughs> this is where I said I'm going to come for you. I said that yesterday. I said I have stuff I'm going to push back on and you are not going to like it. And that well, is one big one. You're wrong. The thumbs up. I'm not wrong. <laughs> the thumbs up fucking bothered me. There was no specific callback. If there was what? one, why I, not? I needed it. Why did you need because the thumbs up? Because you need to connect the dots. Who cares? I'm a fucking it's writer. A science fiction exactly. action movie it made in 1991. Matter. Who cares? I don't buy that. Okay, you just yes. go. Living flesh on metal. I will buy it. Thumbs up at the end without a callback. I won't buy it. I won't buy that. I won't buy I'll that. buy everything else. No. I send it back. Here's my receipt. I didn't give a shit because that's another great part is that this Terminator, Schwarzenegger's model, has a chip that, that enables him to learn. Right. So the more interaction he has with humans, right. the more he absorbs. And the more human-like he will become. Exactly, because, because it makes learned. him a more effective killer. It felt too rushed to me. Well, how, it's a two and a half hour movie. Right, so that's the thing, is that, again, since that was his last note, and it was a very specific and very intentional choice for the last thing, mm-hmm. I really wanted it to be some, it could have been something as sweet as even John 
like awkwardly teaching him like, no, man, you wrap your hands around like this and you put your thumb up like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would have been great. Just that little touch would have made it better for me. Okay. I know you're like, you're entitled to your wrong opinions. I'm not saying they needed the thumbs up. Okay. I just didn't mind it. Okay. Well, I... Because I just buy it. I believe that this robot, because... Let me say, his head goes into the lava first, so what the hell is he going to communicate to him that it's going to well, be okay? If he, if he, but if someone says his head went in there first, uh-huh. how would he communicate up to his arm if he's Maybe already it's done? The, it's his very last function oh. is to give a thumbs up. Oh. The very last thing you do no. for this child oh. who is distraught that you have to lower yourself into a pit of lava... I'm going to give you a thumbs up just to let you know it's going to be okay. It should have been sign language. Like, okay. I love you. I I'm don't... a robot. I don't feel any don't... of this. The data could be called pain, but I don't feel any of this. Okay. I'm okay. Anyways. Anyways. I didn't... There's the thumbs up the war thumbs of up 2019. The thumbs up war of 2019. Let's add that into everything else. <laughs> Great. That has come up between Karate Kid and all the Jesus other stuff. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. It's, it's one of those movies that... Again, holds up like all of these effects. It does. I will say, and and just to go into awards a little bit, it won four Academy Awards for for best sound. That totally makes sense. Best effects. Yes. Best visual effects. Yes. And best makeup. Yeah. So literally every 100%. like hands-on art department. Good. Won an Oscar for Good. it because it deserved every freaking bit of it. It absolutely. Linda did. Hamilton even could have been put up for a best supporting actress nomination oh, in my absolutely. opinion. Oh, that She was role. fucking amazing. That role is really intense. And for me, this is where the Terminator franchise ends. Right. Anything from number 2 on, I don't even recognize. That right. being said, I haven't seen Gen- Genesis even though it's called Terminator Genesis, it's spelled with a y, which pisses me off. I haven't seen uh, the one with Christian Bale in it. Uh, oh, that's Terminator right. Terminator 6 is about to come out, and Linda Hamilton is Is that a romantic comedy? Role. Oh. No. I almost wish it were, though, because that, would, that be would be amazing. The Terminator trying to date. Like yes. It's a robot who has spent so much time with humans, but he wants to reform his ways. Right. You're teaching him how to use Tinder? Right. Right. Tinder becomes self-aware. Oh, my God. That <laughs> is the all end of, of the us. the singles ben, kill us all. That is how we die. <laughs> Forget about Cyberdyne or what the fuck Fucking ever. Tinder Fucking Tinder murders us. will be the end of us. Oh, God. Tinder becomes self-aware and takes us all on terrible dates. We all die of STDs. Jesus Christ. <laughs> There's uh, a premise. You're welcome. Anyways. Start writing. Uh, I really like this movie. I would have to say that as a cine newbie, like this, you should absolutely watch this movie. It is a movie. It's it's almost like the way James Cameron makes sci-fi films right. is the way Tarantino makes his movies. Right. You love movies because of movies like this. I saw this movie for the first time when I was eight years old. Which is old. fucked up, It's by fucked the way. up. You should not have when watched it. When it premiered on eight. HBO is when we as a family watched Terminator 2. And after the fact, my parents were like, well, we're not doing that again. But I literally watched every single frame of this movie. Right. I don't know if I really understood or absorbed a lot of it because I didn't know what the fuck I was seeing. Right. You just knew that you I was loved so excited it. that I was watching a rated R movie, number one. Right. I think it was my older brother who really kind of pushed him in that direction. He's sure. like, oh, come on, it's on HBO. Let's all watch it. But it is an incredible movie. Yes. But it is very violent. Yes. And very, like, visually... Uh, not daunting, but it is. It's almost an assault right. on you, and, to, and it, ha- it it makes you accept a lot of things. But the story is also too the fact that the story made me want to watch the first one, so yeah. that I understood what happened beforehand. I think that also speaks volumes to the script. I I cannot say enough good things. About I give this movie one very big thumbs up <laughs> because thumbs up are a good thing. No, I'm being facetious. I know. 
and you're just trying to make it all cute. I'm going to slap that gorgeous face of yours. So let's uh, jump into a little bit of trivia. Cute trivia music. Oh, uh, let me see. So in the audio commentary, James Cameron talked about the biker bar scene that was being filmed across the street. It was actually filmed across the street from where Rodney King was beat up, which was very interesting. And then Cameron got the idea for his film Strange Days after the verdict came out, which is insane. Like you'd see like what something so historic like happening across the street. Jesus. Both for the movie and for Rodney King, you know, everything that happened to him. So that was insanity. Wow. Uh, production took sufficiently long that Edward Furlong visibly aged during the shoot. Oof. He is clearly much younger in the scene in the desert, for instance, than other scenes. Yes. His voice began to break. Yeah. And it had to be pitched to one level in post-production. I wondered why. I noticed a lot of you ADR. Can you can tell. You can tell. There's there's not only ADR, but again, like you can tell there's some manipulation going yeah. on. Not so much that it really takes you no, out. No, but I just, something seemed off and I couldn't figure out why. Right. According to director James Cameron, Linda Hamilton suffered permanent hearing loss in one ear because of the elevator scene in the hospital. Oh my because God. they're firing guns at T-1000 who's on top of the elevator car. Yeah. But she forgot to put her earplugs back in between takes. Oh. I think it was the gun that either she fired or Schwarzenegger fired and she lost hearing in one ear. Which <gasps> sucks. But, you know, you do it for your craft, so. Arnold Schwarzenegger was paid $15 million for this movie. He has a total of 700 words of dialogue, which breaks it down to $21,429 per word. <laughs> when he says hasta la vista, baby, he was paid $85,716, if you break down the math. That's insanity. So. <laughs> um, despite the film's R rating, numerous children's toys were released and to a lot of financial success. I owned some Terminator 2 action figures. Did you really? I did, yeah. And they were everywhere. Which is so ironic, too, because there's a whole line, a whole thing about it in the movie where these two kids are fighting with guns and we're like, yeah. we're trying to kill ourselves. And yeah. that's terribly ironic. At the time, it was the top grossing R-rated action film of all time. I think in its opening weekend, it surpassed the box office total for the original. I think it made $52,000. Wow. And it held on to the highest R-rated opening weekend until The Matrix Reloaded, which came out 12 years later. Whoa! And then I think Deadpool beat Matrix Reloaded. No. Or was it The Passion of the Christ? You, I... <laughs> <laughs> was it Jesus? Is Passion of the Christ or also an action movie? <laughs> was it Jesus or Deadpool who That's took the title? That's real CrossFit. <laughs> uh, oh, identical twins Don Stanton and Dan Stanton. What? Actually played the security guard in the hospital. So really? they, were, they were twins. I was wondering yeah, about that. Yeah, and they did a really good like they they were really identical. Yeah. They looked exactly alike, oddly enough. I really have to touch on this. Okay. Linda Hamilton trained with a former Israeli commando as a personal trainer three hours a day, six days a week for 13 weeks before filming. She had a very demanding non-fat diet even during filming and lost 12 pounds. Fuck. Because of the regiment, she refused to do another Terminator movie. Uh, again, sort of dovetailing on what you were saying. I fucking love this movie. There is no excuse not to watch this movie. I would watch this with anyone, anytime, anywhere. If it came on TV, I would stop what I was doing. Sit, sit down, down for two it. hours and watch it. <laughs> because dare I say, it is, if it's not a perfect movie, it is so goddamn close. It's close. I have, I, it is difficult to find a flaw. So it just, it just makes you love movies. Yes. So Terminator 2, there it is. And that's it. And that's, that's it. it. We opened so, season three. We opened season three. Woo! 
I don't know what we're watching next. We are doing summer blockbusters for the next few. There were a couple of really good suggestions on Facebook. Okay. Big Trouble in Little China. That would be a good one. From Jason Satterland. Yeah. That's a good one. Oh, we haven't done any 007 movies. And I haven't done any Bond films. I haven't yeah. seen all of those. Ooh. I've seen a good amount, but I haven't seen all of them. Mm. Uh, Jason also said Tango and Cash. Okay. I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's kind of a buddy comedy. Uh, Speed was another one. Speed. I haven't seen oh Speed. Oh my gosh, I've not seen Speed in a long time. I haven't seen it. There's a bomb on the bus. That's my <laughs> Keanu Reeves <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, Martha. It's huge hog beast. We also have to watch The Devil's Advocate this season. Uh, I'm making that a priority. We are watching The Devil's okay, Advocate we both this get, season. We both get a, like, this is my that's choice. That's my priority movie. All right. That, we both get one. That's my choice. All right, good. Right there. So, at any rate, we have several different movies to pick from. We will be, uh, do we want to put it to a vote? Yeah, let's rock the vote. We'll okay. rock the vote on Instagram, and uh, we'll leave it up to you guys to let us know which summer blockbuster you want us to watch next. Please be sure to subscribe and share. Thank you. Tell everybody about it. And we will see you guys for episode two next week. Bye! Bye.